Welcome to this edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Sileme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Sileme Foundation and the Foundation's mission is Enabling Education in Africa. This week I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled Building Team Participation. Participation is one of the essential elements to the success of a team. I'm sure we all have a, a perception of what participation is or what it means, but I'd like us to break it down so that we can have an even clearer view. The key letters in the word participation are the first four which spell the word part. The word part is related to phrases such as a share, a portion, a fragment, a slice, and so forth. When one participates, they take a part or partake in the activities and mandates of the organization. They have a share in the wins and losses of the team. There is a portion of responsibility that is theirs to carry. They are an important piece of the puzzle and without them, the team isn't quite complete. A team member is in the whole loaf, rather, they are slice that helps in the creation of a full offering. To participate is to contribute in a significant manner to the team. It is to throw yourself in and involve yourself fully in the affairs of the team. It is to care about the outcomes and incomes of the team and to do what you are able to to make sure that those outcomes and incomes are the very best that the team can produce. It is to have a thorough input, meaning that you are not there just in body but that you know your heart is in it, your mind is in it and that you put your knowledge and talent in it as well. To get the best out of any team, you need the individuals that make up the team to commit to the goals and the vision. Half-heartedness and detachment lead to the production of lackluster results and ultimately it leads to failure. Leaders must make sure that members of their team are not merely there for the ride, but are full participants, each playing their role to guarantee success. Teams work best when members know their roles, are comfortable in their roles, and are passionate about their roles. This seems quite obvious, but there are many team members in various public, private, civic, and community organizations who are not clear on what their specific roles are in the organization. 75% of the word part is art. Finding our part is sometimes an art. Art is a creative process. It isn't regimented or restrictive. Although it's important to be methodical in our processes, it's equally important to leave room for art to take place. Sometimes you can sign a role to a person, but as time goes, that person can find themselves drifting into a different role for which they are better suited. If such a thing happens and it benefits the team, don't fight it. Rather, find a way to accommodate this evolution and maximize its potential and effect. Art is beautiful. In soccer, there are many stories of players who began their careers in one role. Perhaps they started out as a defender but ended up playing in a striking position. One such example is Real Madrid winger Gareth Bale. The Welshman was regarded as a promising left back, but after moving up the pitch into winger position, his true potential was unearthed and he became a world-class player. It was the same player, but the change in position unlocked a higher dimension of his gift. Could there be such people in your organization? Are there people on your team who, if they were to be shifted into a different position, would become much greater? 
The changing role that Bale has undergone has led to him being a more fulfilled player and the teams he's been playing for have reaped the rewards as well. There is greatness within your team, but it's possible that your members haven't been positioned well and that incorrect positioning could be hindering the greatness from manifesting. There are many people who are deemed to be subpar or average performers when in fact they just haven't been positioned well enough to unlock their true potential. This is why it's important to spend time with the team and get to know their true strengths. What does each individual do better than anyone else? Perhaps there's someone who presents better than everyone else. Perhaps there's someone who isn't very verbal, but they are great at compiling reports. When you get to know your people, you are better equipped to position them well. You'll be able to spot the art as it happens, and as they do what they are naturally great at, you'll be able to assist them by positioning them better. The individuals will be much more fulfilled and the team will produce greater results. Do your team members know their roles? It's important for leaders to clearly define each team member's role and what is expected of them. As one writer said, you must put the people in their place. Clearly defining roles is a measure taken to ensure that people understand why they're in the team and how they can contribute to the team's success. Team members who aren't sure about their roles tend to question their significance as pertaining to the team. You know, they, they begin wondering whether they're even necessary to the team. And when that happens, their participation in the team becomes substandard. Defined roles, however, should not serve as constrictions that inhibit the growth of individuals. If a team member has valuable contributions to make outside of their scope or role, such a member should feel comfortable to do so. Leaders must create and enable the kind of climate where members are free enough to make such contributions. When a role is clearly defined, it encourages the team member to act confidently and with security. It infuses them with a sense of purpose which helps to stimulate and enlarge them. A clearly defined role answers the question why, and when a person knows why they are there, their how, what, and when become a lot easier to answer. Are they comfortable in their roles? The word comfortable has become such a taboo word over the recent years. We have been told that comfort is the enemy of great success and that we should never become too comfortable. To a certain degree, this is true. Being too comfortable can cause one to stagnate and perform below their potential. People who are too comfortable are seldom disrupted and so they don't change the game or interrupt the status quo. Yes, there's a good case that can be built against comfortability, but that isn't the kind we're talking about here. Here, we're talking about the need for people to be sure that they can perform the task required of them in the role they've been given. There are many dynamics to this, and the two primary dynamics are those of competence and confidence. When a person is competent and they have the technical skill or creative ability to perform in the role, they tend to be quite comfortable in that role, and they also tend to be quite confident. However, this isn't always the case as you get people who are competent yet are not confident. It's important to test for competence so that you don't end up assigning people incorrectly and throwing them in the deep end of a swimming pool they can't navigate out of. I remember when I was a kid and I wanted to learn how to swim, there were some older boys who used to frequent the pool at the complex where I stayed and they 
they offered to teach me how to swim. I thought that they would take me through the ropes and guide me, you know, through the, the process step by step. No, they simply threw me in the deep end of the pool and they'd watch me struggle a bit. Eventually, they jump in and help me out of the pool. To this day, I'm not sure about whether they were genuinely trying to help me learn how to swim or whether they saw it as an opportunity to keep themselves amused. When a team member isn't quite competent in a particular area, but they exhibit potential and they express a desire to gain competence, you can throw them in the deep end and watch as they struggle, or you can take them through the process and teach them properly so that they are adequately equipped. Your approach in this regard will reveal certain aspects about your nature and character. By the way, I eventually learned how to swim, but it wasn't because I had been thrown in the deep end. I started in the shallow waters and gradually made my way to the deeper side. This is not to say the throw them in the deep end strategy doesn't have a place. There are people who are thrown in the deep end and they take to it like fish to water. However, some drown. And there are many hopefuls who have drowned in anxiety, drowned in pressure, and drowned in depression because they were pushed into the deep end before they had even mastered the shallow waters. Are they passionate about their roles? There's an old adage that says, you can take the horse to the water, but you can't force it to drink. You can place a person in a particular role, give them the support and guidance they need, but if they have no desire to perform in that role, it will be a fruitless exercise. This is why passion is so vital. It is the great energizer that pushes and motivates people to step up and deliver. You don't have to do much to persuade a passionate person because they are already fueled with excitement and enthusiasm. Are the people you've assigned to the different roles passionate about those roles? Do they have a thirst and hunger to perform and excel in those roles or are they just drifting along? It's better to assign a person to a role they are passionate about than to assign them to a role and hope that they become passionate about it as time goes on. If you throw meat to the lion, it will gobble it up without hesitation. But if you throw some carrots at it, hoping to change its diet, both you and the lion will be disappointed. The lion has a natural desire and hunger for meat. Meat speaks to who that lion is and it strengthens the lion. Lions love meat so much that they are willing to hunt animals bigger and faster than them to get it. When you assign people to roles they are passionate about, they will tackle issues that seem greater than them. They will labor and chase down targets and accomplish that which seems to be beyond their capacity. There are many leaders who are trying to feed the lions on their team carrots. They give people tasks which those people have no passion for or interest in and they are surprised when those people deliver below par. When you assign people incorrectly, you waste precious resources. You are wasting the person's time, the organization's time, then you're also wasting away at that person's self-confidence and sense of self-worth. You can end up making them believe they have no talent simply because what you've assigned them to does not match their skill set or area of passion. Feed the carrots to the rabbits. There are people who would love to handle those particular tasks and who are great at handling those tasks. Just as the lion has no desire to eat carrots, the rabbit has no desire to eat meat. 
It's also important to assign people to things they are not only interested in, but are talented in as well. If the person is interested in it, but they are not talented in it, they are better off being a spectator rather than a participator because their passion will get choked by their inability to perform in that area. There are many people who are interested in and passionate about soccer, but they are not good at playing. To put them on the field and expect to win would be unrealistic. The sweet spot is assigning a person to a role they are both passionate about and talented in. If you are able to achieve this, you will be able to achieve much more through your team. Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode of Leading with Confidence. Thank you for tuning in. Join us again next time. Cheers.